What exactly was wrong with him? The doctors couldn't make it out. That is, they could, but each one thought something different. The last time I saw him, I thought he'd get better. And I didn't manage to visit him after the holidays. I kept meaning to go. Did he have property? I think something very small came to him through his wife. But really quite insignificant. Yes, we'll have to pay our respects. They lived a dreadfully long way out. A long way from you, you mean. Everything's a long way from you. He just can't forgive my living beyond the river, said Pyotr Ivanovich, smiling at Shibyuk. The conversation passed to the distances between different parts of the city, and they went back into court. Apart from the considerations prompted by this death, the changes of post and possible permutations at work that were its probable consequences, the fact of a near acquaintance dying evoked in everyone who heard about it the happy feeling that he is dead, not I. Well, there you go. He's dead, but I'm not, each of them thought. And close acquaintances, the so-called friends of Ivan Ilyich, involuntarily found themselves also thinking that now they would have to go through the tedious round of social duties, driving out to the funeral and paying their condolences to the widow. The closest of all were Fyodor Vasilievich and Pyotr Ivanovich. Pyotr Ivanovich had been Ivan Ilyich's friend from their time at law school together and felt under an obligation to him. At lunchtime, he told his wife about Ivan Ilyich's death and the possibility of his brother-in-law's transfer to their circle. Foregoing his usual after-dinner nap, he put on his tails and drove out to the Golovins. A carriage and two cabs stood at the entrance to Ivan Ilyich's apartment. In the entrance hall downstairs, propped against the wall by the coat stand, was the coffin lid, draped in silk, decorated with tassels and burnished gold braid. Two ladies in black were taking off their furs. He knew one of them, the sister of Ivan Ilyich, but the other was a stranger. Schwartz, a colleague, was on his way downstairs. Glimpsing Pyotr Ivanovich as he entered, Schwartz stopped and winked at him from the top step, suggesting, as it were, Ivan Ilyich has made a real mess of things, not like you and me. Schwartz's face with its English side whiskers and, indeed, his entire figure, slim in evening dress, wore its usual air of elegant solemnity, a solemnity which was constantly contradicted by Schwartz's jocular character, acquiring a particular piquancy in the present setting, or... So Pyotr Ivanovich thought. Pyotr Ivanovich allowed the ladies to pass before him and followed them slowly upstairs. Schwartz did not come down but waited at the top. Pyotr Ivanovich understood why. He wanted to arrange where they would play cards that evening. The ladies went through to visit the widow, and Schwartz, with tight, serious mouth and a playful glance, inclined his head, motioning Pyotr Ivanovich to the right, the room where the corpse was laid out. Pyotr Ivanovich entered, as one always does, in total uncertainty over what he should do when he got there. But one thing was quite clear. There can be no harm in crossing yourself in such circumstances. Because he was not certain whether you should bow at the same time, he chose to compromise. He began crossing himself and inclining his head slightly. At the same time, he was taking in the room, 
so far as the movement of his hands and head allowed. Two young men, one a schoolboy, the nephews, probably, were coming out of the room, crossing themselves. An old lady was standing motionless, and a woman with strangely raised eyebrows was whispering something to her. A hearty church deacon in a frock coat was reading something loudly and resolutely in a way that left no room for contradiction. Girasim, the peasant who normally waited at table, passed in front of Pyotr Ivanovich with a light step, stirring something over the floor. Seeing this, Pyotr Ivanovich immediately caught the slight smell of decomposition. The last time Pyotr Ivanovich had visited Ivan Ilyich, he had seen Gerasim in the sick room he had taken on the duties of a nurse, and Ivan Ilyich was particularly fond of him. Pyotr Ivanovich kept on crossing himself and bowing slightly to an indeterminate point somewhere between the coffin, the deacon,